tonight, Brother Jay Preach. He made him come and share the word with us tonight. So let's give the Lord some praise. Amen. Amen. Come on. We can do better than that. Come on, somebody. Good to see everybody tonight. And I just want to thank God for my salvation. Thank God for my leaders here in the gang. Thank God for my pastor. Uh, thank my wife for coming out tonight. And uh, thank you guys for choosing to be here. Amen. That means a lot to uh, the gang leaders here. And it means a lot to God that you would want to be here on a Wednesday night. Amen. Uh, you have your Bibles. You can turn to Matthew. 14.22, and I'm just going to pray real quick, uh, and we'll get into it. Father God, I just thank you for every individual, God, that you have placed in this, this house tonight, God. We just pray, Lord, that you would remove every distraction, God, and for the next few moments, God, that the voice of the Lord would be heard, God, and Lord, that we would take what you speak over our lives tonight, God, and apply it to our lives, Father. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we just give you all the glory. Father God, right now, God, we honor you, and we thank you for all that you've done so far, God. Speak into our lives, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. Come on, somebody. Come on. Amen. I titled tonight's message, uh, Gang, Step Out and Let Go. Come on, somebody. Amen. amen. You know, I had a lot on my mind today, uh, but I'm just going to go for my notes so far. And it's, once again, it's step out of your boat. It says, do you, I put, do you understand that we will one day stand before the throne of judgment and have to give an account for what we did with our life and the grace of, uh, uh, of God and, and the salvation that God gave us? Amen. Do you guys understand that? That one day we'll stand before the Lord and he's going to ask us, what did you do with your life? What did you do with the call of God? What did you do with, with, with my grace? What did you do? Amen. How many know that God wants the gang right here in Minneapolis to be a, 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 a people that, that impacts the city, that impacts their families, right? Come on, God's calling us to make a difference. So right. I'm just going to, the main scripture is going to come out of Matthew, but I'm going to read this from Joel 3.14. It says, in the valley of decision, for the, it says, multitudes, multitudes, in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near, and in the valley of decision. How many of us are in the valley of decision tonight? Amen. Right here. How many of us are constantly faced with decisions every day we wake up? Come on, somebody. Amen. You know, and the Bible says that the multitudes were in the valleys, right? Yeah. They're like, where do I go? What do I do? Which way do I turn, right? They had all these options. How many know that in our generation, there's a lot of options, there's a lot of things for us to get into. There's a lot of different uh, different places for us to go. There's a lot of things that we could do with our life. There's a lot of trouble that we can get into. Come on, somebody. Certainly. How many of you know we're in the valley of decision? Yes, sir. All right, and some of us, maybe this is some of our thoughts. Should I go to the UTC? Please. Should I go to the gang tonight? Come on, somebody. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Or nah. You guys heard that? It was like a year ago. They'd be like, uh... <laughs> Are you, uh, I don't know. Are you balling or nah? Come on, somebody. Nah. You love Jesus or nah? Come on, or somebody. Nah. You know you know that little saying? They be saying, come on, somebody. Should I cut him off or nah? Come on, somebody. Should I call her or nah? Come on, somebody. Should I go Sunday or nah? Come on, somebody. Uh-oh. Every day we face decisions, right? Right, right. How about the decision to serve the Lord for the rest of your life? How many battle with that? 
tonight. Come on, somebody. Be honest. Mini battle with that decision. You know what? I only got one life. Should, 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 should I serve the Lord or should I go and do what I want to do? Come on, somebody. How about the decision to serve the Lord the rest of your life? You know, uh, this may come to your mind. If I fully submit to God, then, I, then my life is not in my control anymore. That's scary, huh? You, when you submit to God and your life's not in your hands no more. Now you're not calling the shots. Now you're not making the decisions for your life. I don't want to stand before God empty-handed with a wasted calling. Are you hearing me tonight? Yes, a wasted sir. calling. Every one of you is called. Called to be the light in your family, a light in your community. Right? You're the salt of the earth. God has put his word in you. And, you know, we're called. And God's placed a calling over you. Come on, somebody. Some of you are going to be missionaries. Some of you are going to be evangelists. Some of you are going to be worship leaders. Leaders of leaders. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on now. And I don't want to hear the Lord say, I placed, a, I placed you in victory outreach to get trained and equipped. And all these people perish because you did nothing with the calling I gave you. Yeah. Come on now. I want to do my part. Now this brings me to Matthew 14, 22, the text of the night. And it reads, immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd after he dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was alone, and the boat was already consider a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Do you feel like the wind's against you tonight? Do you feel like, man, everything I try to do, it, it's something stopping me? Come on, somebody. Maybe you, feel a, maybe you feel a wind tonight. Uh, you know, I want to do what God's calling me to do, but there's winds blowing in your life. Right? How many know that the enemy, he causes storms and does everything to push you back, everything to hold you back, right? And, and sometimes there's there's winds that blow that, that would, would strain you. You're trying to make a, 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 a forward movement, but, but the wind is pushing you back. Yeah. How many know that the enemy's not going to rob an empty house? A thief's not going to rob an empty house. How many know that God's placed a purpose in your life? How many know that God sees the potential in your life and that, that God has called you? So the enemy says, man, I'm, I'm going to step in Mowgli's life and I'm going to try to detour him. If I can't get, get, if I'm not able to detour him, I'm, I'm going to try to stop him in his tracks. Come on, somebody. Right. There's winds that blow in your life. But how many know that uh, Nate shared a couple weeks ago about building your, your life on the foundation and the one who builds his, his life on the foundation of the rock? Amen. When the winds come, come on, somebody, when the winds come and the storms come and they beat against the house, that when it's on the rock, it, it's not, it's not going to fall. But when you build your life on, on, on the sand and, and things that, that aren't going to last and you build your, your life on, on, on another foundation that's not of God's word, those things are going to crumble. Yeah. So sometimes our faith can be, uh, can be built on sand. Come on, somebody. Yeah. So when the enemy starts to blow the wind in your life, amen, all of a sudden your, your foundation is weak. And you start to falter. Come on now. Come on, somebody. Amen. Let's go back to the text. And it said, uh, verse 25, it says, Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out for fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come out to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, come on, somebody, he was afraid and started to sink 
and cried out, Lord, save me. Verse 31, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith. He said, why did you doubt? Come on, somebody. Right. Why did you doubt? Verse 32 says, and when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were on the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. How many need Jesus coming to your boat tonight? Amen. How many know that the boat can be our comfort zone? Yeah. Right? Oh, so if Jesus steps in the boat, just know some things are finna change. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Amen. So look, Peter, I, I put um a lot of times we have one foot in our comfort zone and one foot on the call of God. Come on, somebody. Before we before we have one foot in the world and one foot in the church. Now yeah. we stepped into the house of God. Now we got one foot on, on the call of God. At least we're taking steps. Come on, somebody. And then we got one foot in our comfort zone. I trust you, Jesus. I'm gonna keep my I'm gonna keep my foot planted here in my little boat, my little comfort zone, right? Yeah. Come on, somebody. Just in case. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Yeah, we got some. Sometimes we have trust issues with God. <coughs> but how many know God's faithful? Amen. Yeah. Yes. You see, the other disciples stayed in their comfort zone, which was the boat. But Peter stepped out. Come on, somebody. Mm. I put. Imagine Peter, one foot on the boat, comfort zone. And one foot steps into the water. Right? If he would have stayed like that, what's going to happen? Mm. What, what, what the, the, the loss of, of the physical elements, what's going to happen? You're going to fall in, right? Yeah. So how, how many know if, if, we, if we continue to stay like this and stay where we're at, one foot in our comfort zone and one foot on, 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 on the water, one foot on faith, come on somebody, what's going to happen? We're going to fall. So what happened when, when he stepped all the way out? When you when when you step out on the water, you're not in control anymore. Remember the title, step out and let go. When you step out of the water, you ain't got nothing to hold on to no more. Uh oh, come on, somebody. Yeah. Now all you have to hold on to is your faith. Now all you have to hold on to is your trust and your dependability on God. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Amen. I put Peter would have fell in his face in the water. So how much more in our, our, our walk with the Lord? Well, well, if we if we stay like this, are we gonna fall? As a Christian, yeah. we're going to fall as a disciple. But how many know the righteous man gets back up seven times? But we don't have to, right? We can let go. Yeah. Come on, has God ever failed you? No. Amen. Has God ever failed me? No. no. I can I can count within the last two weeks on my hands how many times God's came through, how much he stretched my dollars, how much he's made away. Come on, somebody. And God said, do you trust me, Justin? Come on. It says, when Peter left the boat, he stepped in the realm of faith. And that at that point, he had no choice but to, to depend on God. There was nothing holding him up but his faith. Sometimes we get stuck in a season. Sometimes we make our season longer than it should be. Come on, hello. Yeah. The Israelites wandered on the back of the desert for 40 years. Yeah. When, it, when it should have took, what, 10 days? Yeah. They made a 10-day journey 40 years. Come on, somebody. They were stuck. How many know that it's easy to get stuck as a disciple? It's easy to get stuck as, as a Christian, right? Yeah. Come on, somebody. And I, I put, sometimes we, we stay stuck in the boat instead of jumping in the third wave. Hello. The third wave. Come on, somebody. I don't want to jump in. I want to jump in, but come on, somebody. The call of God gets paralyzed. Come on. We are, we're afraid to let go of control. The, the enemy attacks. The, the enemy's tactics are fear and doubt. And even worries. If he can't detour you, he'll try to stop you in your tracks. 
How come we fear the enemy and other things, but we don't fear God? Come on. We don't, I don't always live life like I should. I'm not, I'm, I, I, I should be a person that lives in the fear of the Lord. I should have a respect for God. I should have a healthy fear. You see, when God says, uh, when the Bible says to walk in the fear of the Lord, it means to walk in reverence. Yeah. Walk in respect. You know, I, I, I care about your soul. I care about their souls. But I care about where my souls go. I, I fear the Lord that he has the power at the end of my life to say where I go. Yeah. So I respect him. And then I also respect him as a father. Yeah. You see, a lot of our generation, they have no respect for God. They have no respect for the things of God. Come on, somebody. Uh, idols. What are idols? So I looked up the, the, the word. The idols are, uh, it says, an image or a representation of a God used as an object of worship. See, sometimes we don't, we don't even know we're, we're giving worship to these things that are in our life. Yeah. Facebook's one of them. Instagram's one of them. Tinder. Come on, somebody. Who uses Tinder? <laughs> About to get busted in here. Come on, somebody. Tag. Uh-oh, I know them all. I used to be a sinner. Come on, man. But those, those things can be idols. Weed was an idol for me. It was something I leaned on. I didn't know that 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 that, that it was uh, keeping me in bondage, right? I didn't know that, man, it was something I depended on. But when I started to learn how to pray, I I, I, I started to take my dependency off of the weed and put it on God. Hey, come on, somebody. Uh, another, another, these are other names for, for idols. Fetish, right? An image, an icon, a carving, a graven image, a false god, a golden calf. Come on, somebody. In the end of the definition, it says an idol is a person or thing that is greatly admired or loved or revered. Come on, somebody. The things that the world idolizes are things that will not last. Money, cars, jewelry, jobs, hobbies, houses, right? These things never fill that void. Come on, somebody. I mean, you know, we could, we could try to fill our void. We could try to fill that void that, that belongs to the presence of God. I used to fill it with, with weed. I used to fill it with cigarettes, right? I could go fill I could fill it with playing basketball, right? Come on. Anything that's taking your time away from, from, from God can be an idol. You know, people spend their whole life pursuing empty pursuits. Yeah. The new trends, the new fads, the new J's. Come on, the new Nikes. Those things don't give you peace. Those things don't, don't give you the love of God. Those things don't comfort you in a time of need. Come on, somebody. An idol is something that you respect or admire. At times in my life, I respected the fear. Come on, somebody. The fear of uncertainty. I respected it. I respected it so much that I let it dictate my life. I respected it so much that, that, that it stopped me in my tracks. Come on, somebody. I allowed it to dictate my life. At times, fear would hold me back from taking the next step with God. He, and, and, and these things, they become giants. These things, these, these, the, the fear became a giant in my life and it would prevent me from taking the next step of faith. I had an opportunity to go to Florida, but I had every excuse, but really it was fear. Come on, somebody. Yep. I need, I'm trying to work a job. I'm trying to get a crib. My girlfriend or I, my daughter. Come on, somebody. I had all these, all these excuses, right? But really it was fear. I didn't want to let go of that control of my life. Come on, somebody. And, and fear, what, fear became an idol. And remember, it's something that you love or something you admire or something you respect. Yeah. And I was like, the, the, the fear was paralyzing me. You know, this reminds me of, of the army of, of King Saul. When Israel was taunted and challenged and threatened, they froze up. Come on, somebody. And the enemy began to tell them, you can only go this far. Do not cross this line. Send me a man. 
But I thank God for a gang member like David who stepped out in faith and didn't let fear paralyze him. Instead, he put his confidence in the living God and took down that giant. Come on, somebody. David understood that when, when we, we need to, he understood that we need to understand that, uh, that we don't fight our battles in our strength, but it's in the name of the living God. If cancer comes up in your life, you, you can't fight it with, with your hands. But you're going to fight it with the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Amen. Yeah. When, when giants come up in your life, worry, fear, how do you defeat those things? You call in the name of God. That's how, that's how, giant, that's how, uh, that's how uh, David defeated Goliath. Yeah. He said, uh, I, you come at me with spears, but I'm coming at you with the name of God. Come on, somebody. Yeah. This is why it's important to, to, to read our word, to renew our minds. This is why it's important that... that that we, we allow God's word to, to change our mindsets. David had faith that pleased God. And at that moment, David wasn't looking how big his, his problem was. He wasn't looking how big his God, uh, he, he wasn't looking how big his problem was, but he was looking how big his God was. He wasn't looking at the size of the giant, but he was, he was, he was standing on the rock. And David had confidence that God would deliver that Philistine into his hands. Come on, somebody. Wait, see? He allowed, he allowed his faith in God to change the way he perceived things. You see, the armies, they, they were scared. They were, they were paralyzed. What should we do? We're getting taunted every day by this giant. But here comes David, full of faith. Come on, somebody. Full of the spirit of God. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Took down that giant. He had, he had a different perception than, than, than the army. Come on, somebody. And the gang needs to have a different perception on how they see things than, than how the world sees things. Yeah. And I, I put a, a doubt, right? Doubt. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Yeah. And then it says, let, let him not think that he shall receive anything from the Lord if he doubts. Come on, somebody. We got, we got to come to God in faith. Yeah. This is the question tonight. Do you trust God with your life? Mm. Hasn't he been faithful? You know? Mm. Uh, a couple of different other things uh, God was sharing with me is... Uh, that we, we should live godly lives. If I say that I'm a disciple and a true believer, then it should be evident in the life that I live. And, and, and Romans 12, 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. If Jesus showed up today to grade our lives right now, would our lives be acceptable? The things that I say? The things that I watch, the way that I respond, would it be acceptable? Come on, somebody. A lot of times we could be led by our emotions instead of be letting, being led by God's spirit and being led by God's word. Yeah. You know? And then uh, if, if you get anything tonight, Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of a holy understanding. See, a fool says there is no God, and a fool walks, walks in, in his own wisdom. But God says true wisdom is when you start to fear the Lord. You start to respect the things of God. You start to respect the Lord. Yeah. Come on, somebody. And uh, I'm coming down to these last couple of scriptures. You know, um, I put a lot of people in our generation, they do not fear the Lord. But I want to let you know that every decision, every day that we make decisions, it impacts our life spiritually. 
Not only that, it impacts your family members. Yeah. It impacts the next generation. Right. Come on, somebody. The decisions that 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 Paul made impacted our generation. Yeah. Come on, somebody. The, the decisions that David made, the good things, the godly things he did, it's still impacting our situations. It's impacting our, our, our lives today. So the decisions that you make will affect Kalei's generation. The decisions I make will affect my son Justin's generation. And, and God is saying tonight that when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed, helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. We can look every day. We see people standing on the corner, walking, wandering, lost. Come on, somebody. We got people in my family that's lost, no direction, sitting in jail right now. Come on, somebody. Right? But it says that God had compassion on the, on the multitude. And he said they're helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And God's saying tonight, is there anyone here in the gang that, that would have compassion on them? Is there anybody I can use? Is there anybody I can feel my... Uh, fill their temple with my spirit so that they can go and reach the hurting. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Also, it, it says in Isaiah 6, 8, it says, Also, I heard a voice from the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah said, Then I said, Here I am. Send me. And the last scripture tonight says, Then he said to the disciples, The harvest is plentiful. There's plenty of work for you to do. There's plenty uh uh people for us to reach right here in the gang. But the laborers are few. It says, therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. How many know that Pastor, Sister Trish, Nate and April, right? When they came here, they were praying for laborers, people that, that would step in. How many know that that's the gang tonight, that we have a big responsibility on, on helping uh, uh, build the church of God? Amen. Uh, helping uh, fill the house of God with, with disciples. Yeah. They, they prayed for laborers. I'll be a laborer. You know, God says, I'm looking for a man. I'm looking for a woman. This is what he says. I can't, I can't use them. They got their own agenda. I can't use them. He, he, he's tied into his job. He's, he, he's trying to work on a million dollar plan. I can't use him. His motives aren't right. But I believe that God is saying right here in the gang, I know that there's some people that, that I'm able to use. I know there's some people that, that at the end of the day, they're going to surrender their plans. And then I'll just end it with this. Close this for a false hope, like Pastor says. The Bible says, many are the plans of a man's heart. Amen. But the purposes of God always prevail. Yeah. That's why I went to the home. Because I had plans to, to get a house. I had plans to, to work my little job, to go to college. But well, how many know that I'm right here serving the Lord, doing the best I can? How many know that I went through the home for a year, nine months? Come on, somebody. Jeez. See, it was God's plans that prevailed. I can have my thoughts in the way I think my life should be. But at the end of the day, it's God's plans that are going to come to pass for you. And we should be happy because every time I try to do something in my own, it fails. But when God does it and God goes before me, he blesses it. Yeah. Come on, somebody. We can all stand tonight. Come on, step out and let go. Amen. 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 Trust God. Let's pray. Father God, we just come to you tonight. We thank you, Jesus. Lord, that you cause us to, to grow. Lord, every time we come here, God. Lord, that your word never fails, God. That you plant your seeds, God. And Lord, we just pray, God, that you would seal this word in our, our hearts tonight, God. And when we wake up in the morning, God. 
Lord, that we would we would pray to you, God, and give you control for that day, God. Every day, God, let us die to our plans, God. Die to ourselves, God. And we pray that you will continue to be formed in our lives, God. And we pray, God, that you would raise us up, God, to do the things you called the gang to do right here, God. The same anointing that's upon the, the third wave in California, God, is the same anointing that's here in Minneapolis, God. Let us begin to walk on the water, God. Yes. In Jesus' name, we all pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys.